Good morning, folks. <laughs> I did not expect to be bringing you this message from this spot. As you can see, we had kind of a weird March winter storm come through and uh, made the roads pretty slick. So I do want to, you know, I still want to bring you the message, man. Just ever seen, have, have you ever been in an argument with somebody and just when you think the argument is over, you hear them mumble something under their breath and it just comes back again and it's it's bad again it, it feels like winter is doing that we've told winter to leave that it just needs to go and yet it just keeps coming back eh, it feels that way well uh, i do have a message for you from the word it's not from the book of daniel that's the series that we've been doing lately is daniel and uh, i hope we'll get back to that next week when we can be here in person I've been thinking about where things were five years ago. Five years ago, Recreate Church didn't exist, at least not in any concrete way. Yes, we had a, a handful of people who were meeting in a living room and a little later in the, in the small conference room of a, of a Hampton Inn, but we really didn't have a church. And, and what we were, were doing wasn't supposed to work. This whole Recreate Church dream, it's, it, it wasn't supposed to work. All the books on starting a church say you have to have all these things. You need a lot of startup money. We didn't have anything. You need a denominational backing, and, and we made the difficult decision to remain independent. Um, you need all this equipment and all this material up front, and we had none of it. We borrowed everything that we used. You need a team with specialized training. We didn't have that. We didn't have any of it. We had, had nothing that you're supposed to have. According to the experts, we didn't have anything that you need to start a church. But we did have something. We had vision. Had vision, and it came from the Lord, a vision of a community of life and love, helping people discover life and love and hope and peace and renewal and redemption and salvation in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we've got some passion got to have some grit to bring a new ministry to life. So that, those are things that everybody needs, not just churches. Everyone needs some vision and some passion because vision and passion together create purpose. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, where there is no vision, the people perish. That, that is a powerful verse, very often quoted, but very often it's, it's misquoted or misapplied it's it's easy to think that oh uh, you know i have to have a vision for my life and god will help me fulfill my vision and my plans and my goals and all of that but that's that's not what it means you should have some dreams you should have some goals but i'll tell you your biggest dreams and goals are still smaller than the vision that God has for you. So imagine you're driving somewhere. You're using maybe Google Maps on your cell phone or maybe you got one of those old school GPSs and you think you know where you're supposed to go. You enter the address. You get there and it's obviously not the right place. So you, you put in another address and you go to that place and you thought this was going to be the one, but it wasn't. And, and then you, you just keep doing this. You keep you get to a place where you thought 
You thought it was the right place, thought it was the place for you, thought it was the place you were meant to be, and yet when you get there, it just isn't. And you, you keep doing that and again and again and again. That that sounds like our lives a lot of the time. We're so sure that once we accomplish this thing or get to this place or get this job or get this relationship or have these kids or you know whatever it is, all good things, that all the questions will be answered and our, our life will feel meaningful or, or whatever label you want to put on it. But it doesn't seem to work that way, does it? Without vision, the people perish. We can wear ourselves out chasing fulfillment, but never quite catch purpose. If you want purpose, you're going to need vision. You're going to need passion. You need to know where you're going and have the grit to keep moving in the right direction. So in our culture, we don't like the sound of that. And in our culture, we like the view from the top without having to climb the mountain. We want a helicopter to drop us off at the top of the mountain, but that's not the way it works. If you want to get to the peak, you got to go through the progress, the process. If you want purpose, you got to have passion. Do you know the word, the meaning of the word passion? Quite some time ago now, almost 20 years ago now, a movie called The Passion of the Christ came out and people, uh, that ought to be a clue if you've seen that movie. Boy, that's difficult to watch because of the suffering and passion originally meant suffering you might not want to hear this hopefully you don't turn this off but God's good plan for you God's good purposes for your life will require going through some hardship now I'm not saying God causes the pain he doesn't no life will usually take care of that on its own but it's only through struggle that you develop the character and the grit you're going to need to see it through to completion very often the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people isn't really talent or resources or even opportunity it is grit it is passion it is willingness to do the hard stuff. You got to have grit. You got some grit. Proverbs 66, 10 through 12 says, For you, O God, have tested us. You've refined us as silver is refined. That's through the fire, by the way. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You've caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. You don't get fulfillment without going through the fire. I'll never forget where I was just a little over five years ago. I was, I was unemployed. And for the first time in a long, long time, I, I wasn't the pastor of a church. I was not in vocational ministry. It, it, honestly, it felt like death, a death of something. And it was. It was the death of a dream. But what I did not fully understand at the time was that in order for a new dream to live, an old dream had to die. It's, it's hard to see the fulfillment when you're in the fire. It makes a lot more sense when you come out on the other end. But that's, that's where the road to recreate began. It began in the fire. It began in the flood. It began in the valley. That's 
where it came together. For the first time in a long time, I had a vision that was worth suffering for. A vision that was worth the price of passion that I would have to pay. Vision is the bridge between your present and your future. We always wish we could change the past. Boy, do I ever. You know, I have some regrets. I'd love to go back and make different choices. We can't change the past. But we can change the future. Every choice you make slightly changes the future. Your, your future is slightly different every time you make a decision. Every time you make a good decision, it slightly changes the trajectory of your future. And you string together enough good choices, boy, it can change big time. See, in our culture, we're so used to the magic pill, silver bullet solution that we think there should be one big thing we can do and then it fixes all of it. And and the, the stories we tell ourselves in movies and all of that, they seem to be aligned with that idea. One big thing, one last job, one magic pill, and suddenly we're skinny and rich and successful. We consistently underestimate the difference that lots of small choices added together can make. That's really where change happens. Of course, it's, it's not enough just to have your own vision, uh, the idea of a preferred future. Um, Proverbs 21 or 19.21 says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. Vision is not about making your dreams come true. Wait a minute. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Hold on, preacher, you're cheating me here. No, no, no. Listen, though. Got something better than that. True vision is about the dreams of God for your life becoming reality. And they're a lot better. You believe God has a purpose for you? Yeah? Well, have you stopped and asked Him to give you His vision for you? I mean, it's one thing for, for Jesus' people to say, yeah, I believe God has a plan for everyone's life, but have you really stopped and said, okay, God, I am ready to hear your plans? Man, I remember the first time I really did that. I was 19 years old, and all of my plans had crumbled, and I finally, finally said, okay, God, you got something better than this, because I'm pretty miserable, <laughs> and that's when he set me on this path of ministry, and that moment led to other moments, led to other moments, it led to this moment right here that I'm sharing this message with you. That was, that was one of those moments where I stopped and asked God what he wanted. You can see the sunrise coming through. Yeah, I kind of had to block the light. It was blinding me. So got the top of my head. Those of you who are listening on the podcast will wonder, what am I talking about? But the, the sunrise is hitting like the top half of my forehead or like from my eyes up. And uh, you might want to go check out the YouTube video to see that. <laughs> well, when Recreate Church was just a tiny seed, 
we started praying about vision and purpose. And we knew we wanted to build something different than what we had seen before. And not really something new. Not a new kind of church, but more of a return to a very, very old kind of church. The power and the purity that we see in the churches of the New Testament. They didn't have all of those things that the experts say, and yet they seem to have more Holy Spirit power than we do. And I'm not talking about the, the kind of the flashy signs stuff. I'm just talking about nuts and bolts, power with God to get prayers answered and to see souls saved and all of that. You know, we, we decided we wanted to be a church more like that. Uh, we want to be the church where people who have good reasons to be skeptical about church can fall in love with a community of faith all over again. And I think that's, that's happened. Probably most of our church have some really good reasons. Most of the people in our church have some really good reasons to avoid church. If, if they wanted to avoid church, they could give you some really good reasons, some bad experiences. You know what? I'm on that list too. I've, I've been through the hurt of church. There ain't no hurt like church hurt. And I know that one firsthand. But Recreate is doing something different. We've captured the main ideas like this. Uh, this is our, our vision statement, our identity statement. Uh, Recreate Church, we are a community of life and love with the mission of leading people into a, gro a growing relationship with Jesus. We are a safe place to be real. We are disciples who make disciples. We are a team of ministers and missionaries. We proclaim God's truth transforms us, Jesus saves us, and the Holy Spirit leads us. We believe reaching people is more important than pursuing our comforts and preferences. We choose love as our guiding principle. We are one family under God. We are Recreate Church. That's, that's who we are. That's, what, that's how we measure purpose. That's how we measure success. Are we being what God has called us to be? Those are the things we pursue. But what about you? You know, you might be a part of Recreate Church. If you're not, we'd love to have you. But what about you personally? What about you in your life? God has a vision for your life. Have you ever stopped to ask him what that might be? Now, let's be honest. It's, it's a little more natural for us to come up with our own plan and then expect God to bless our plan. Say, hey, God, I got this great plan. Here's what I want to do with my life. Here's what I want to accomplish. Oh, it's, it's going to be great. I'm going to be rich, successful. Um, I'm going to be so good looking and scam. I'm going to drive such a nice vehicle, God. It's going to be great. But I just need you to bless it. See, see, I got this great plan, God. Can you just bless my plan? Do we really think that our plan is better than God's plan? <laughs> Come on. Let's stop for a moment and ask a question. You know, a year from now, it's going to be 2023. Hard to believe, huh? Who knows what the world will be like in 2023? We've certainly not been able to predict it very accurately over the last several years. Maybe we, we should just ask God, you know, where, where do you want us to be next year? What's, what's your vision for our lives between now and next March? You know, God, where do you want me to be in 2023? Let's ask that. Where do you want me to be in 2023? And if you start asking that sincerely, you'll start seeing some things. 
You'll start getting some answers. You'll be surprised what starts to happen. So, God, where do you want me to be in 2023? Let's go to the Lord in prayer for that. Uh, Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name that you would first humble our hearts to the place where we want to know your plan for us, where we desire your plans for us more than we desire our plans for ourselves. Father in heaven, I surrender to you again. Every day, Lord, I surrender to you. Where do you want me to be in 2023? Heavenly Father, please lead us. Please guide us. Please show us your plans. We believe that you have vision and passion and purpose for us. Where do you want us to be in 2023? We give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in for this. Lord willing, next week we'll be back in the Daniel series. That has been really cool. And uh, maybe I can get caught up on some of the messages that need to be posted to YouTube. God bless you. I hope you have a fantastic day. If you want to know more about Recreate Church, who we are and what we stand for, you can go to recreatechurch.org. And that list that I quoted, the We Are statements, if you go to our website and click on who we are, you'll find that there. All right, that's all I got. Hopefully next Sunday it's going to be beautiful sunny. It's supposed to be spring next Sunday. So enjoy your weekend. Take some time to study the Word of God. Do some praying. Do some thinking. Ask God about His purpose for your life and spend some time with people you love. We'll see you next time.